0: Hey what's up? My name is DeAndre Kiera and you are tuned in to a new episode of Just Let It Glow Podcast. And coincidentally enough, we're on episode 80. Um that's such a big feat because I'm realizing 20 more episodes will be 100 episodes. Like, I have been a consistent enough to reach this milestone when, honestly, it was just the idea in 2021, around this time in 2021, that I really, if you know me, I don't really stick to projects. I have a bunch of ideas, half done, and I just don't stick to it. So I'm really proud about that. Like, episode 80, that sounds so crazy to even say. Like. 80 episodes? That's like a sitcom. But anywho, uh, last week's episode got a lot of great f- feedback. And I'm glad you all liked it. I had fun doing it. Um, I'm ready to like get back in there and get back to the fun and get back to the tea. Um, honestly, this past weekend, I want to give you an update. I had a fun weekend. I, um, it was my best friend Tanisha's birthday, so we went to like this karaoke bar and you know, her family take like karaoke like real fucking serious. That it felt like like they felt like it was like the showtime at the fucking Apollo. Like they take karaoke like dead and serious. Um but we had a really great time. While we were there, I was sitting with my other best friend and me and her kept going to the bar to buy each other drinks or whatever, right? So like, you know, like we just we vibing. The problem with me is that when I go, I don't like going outside because when I go outside, I spend money like I'm rich. And I don't think twice about it because I'm just enjoying the vibe. So, like, we're buying drink after drink. And, you know, everybody that's pretty much there is my friend's family. So, like, we're not looking for, like, guys to buy us drinks or nothing like that. And at this point, we're in our 30s. Like, if we're going to go out, we're going to buy ourselves drinks. Like, if a guy buys us drinks, that's cool. But anyway, so we bought a bar. And I'm like, oh, you know, my friend was charging her phone. So I'm like, oh, she was in the corner charging her phone when I left her. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go get us another drink. So let me go back. So before we all went into the bar to drink, she was telling me like this guy that was at the party was like being weird at the bar or whatever. And he was like trying to slide past her, but kind of, like, act like you want to touch her ass. But, like, y'all know, girls, like, when guys keep trying to move past you back and forth, and then when she got her drink or whatever, he was like, oh, I could have got you a drink after she already paid for her drinks. Like, is that not weird? Like, I just feel like that's super weird. Like, to see a woman at the bar, she orders drinks, you then watch her pay for said drink, After, keep brushing past her, then say, oh, I could have bought you a drink. I could have bought you a drink. Then, like, I hate when people say, I could have done something. Just do it. So she was just like, you know, it's cool. I'm good. Came back to the party, and she was telling me. So I'm like, "Mm, yeah, that's weird, right? So when we back at the bar, and I would love while she charged her phone to get us another round of drinks. I come back. And this nigga is propped up, like, you know how like back in the day when you like the boy in school and he hit his arm, like you got your back against the locker and he got his arm propped up? That's how this man was standing over my friend. So y'all know me. I'm, I'm going to say what I got to say. So I'm like, I know you don't got my friend pressed up against the wall like you didn't even buy her a drink. He like, huh? I said, you don't even offer her a drink, but you got her pressed up at the wall. Now, like, who does that? Why you got her cornered? Like, that's weird. He was like, oh, no, we were just to I said, no, like, you being weird. And, like, you could tell my friend was, like, kind of uncomfortable or whatever. So, I'm like, that's weird. Like, he was like, oh, I could buy a drink. I said, well, buy- so buy her a drink because I just bought her a drink. So buy her a drink. Oh, I could get a bottle. I said, well, get her a bottle. What she drinking? What y'all drinking? What what y'all drink? I said, Casamigos. He was like, oh, I just bet you were drinking. Yes, we drinking Casamigos, bitch. Yes. Oh, uh, I'm saying, I'm like, so what you, what you saying that you, that we couldn't get a bottle? I said, we can get a bottle if we want one. Oh no, I, I know y'all look like y'all, y'all are able to get whatever it is y'all want. Da, 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 So I'm like, yeah, whatever. Like I'm over the conversation now. I'm over it. So he like, oh, um so well let me ask this. Which one of y'all single? I looked up, I said, um, one, two, three, not me. <laughs> like, fuck what you heard. I'm here to defend my friend. And how did I get in it? How how do we jump from you trying to talk to her to you exing, you know, am I single? I'm not see sing- don't worry about me, baby. And that's what the fuck I get for always jumping in other people's shit. Because then all of a sudden, I'm being asked, ex- oh, which one of y'all single? Like, you like you just got it like that. You just got the toss-up to just ask ex- us. Like, you could just have the pick of either two. Like, I'll take either one of you. Like, you couldn't even get neither one child but yeah that is why i say i hate going out in philly i hate going out in philly i hate going out in philly because it's always weird shit like that like the date like i had to tell y'all about like me trying to date in this city is so bad like the dating pool has pissing it like you're not finding nobody down to the bar like it's so weird and i was just telling another friend like every time we go out there are guys like y'all literally do the weirdest shit like stare at a woman all night they buy their own drinks and yet you you wait to the end of the night to say something like walk over say hello have a regular conversation stop being weird and stop trying to do this creepy ass shit like pressing up against females or like slide and pass and keep saying excuse me excuse me trying to catch a field that's so fucking middle school it's so weird like and the fact that y'all still have these same moves from when you were in middle school back in the day is so weird to me and I don't understand how any of you could possibly have children like I really don't understand but whatever so what else happened so I secured Beyonce Renaissance Tour tickets. And baby, baby, when I say them, t- them tickets, I paid what I paid. I'm not mad about what I paid. If I could have gotten cheaper, but I'm seated where, I, you know, where the, we decided to sit, like, I'm seated there. So I'm happy about it. I feel like it's going to be a great time. You know, fuck it, we both, you know spent the money. It is what it is. You know, July. I'm telling y'all right now, the Philly tour, it's on a Wednesday. That's normally when I record. Either I'm going to record early or y'all going to hit the hear the play by play the next week because I'm going to that concert on that Wednesday and I can't promise on Thursday if I'll have a voice to record. So, I'm going to try to record earlier that week, but just expect And assume that it won't be a new episode that week. Because, baby, it's giving Beyonce. It's giving, like, I got to be ready. So, Renaissance Tour tickets. is anxiety-driven. Because, first of all, Sunday, we are the... Philly is the third week of tickets being on sale. The third week. We have had about a month to figure out who you're going with figuring out arrange what you're trying to do whatever try to sign up for the pre-sale code right so me my sister and my friend we all signed up for the pre-sale code to get it so that we can find out like through the beehive right and me and my friend didn't get no damn pre-sale code we got fucking waitlisted. My sister ended up getting the pre-sale code. So I went to my sister's house on Monday. I was off to try to help and see how we're going to get these tickets. Baby, when we finally got through to the queue where it says you're next to buy your tickets, it was 2,000 people ahead of us. We had been in the waiting room for a minute. As soon as the waiting room opened, we were in there. 2,000 people ahead of you. It's only 10% of tickets for each stadium that's sold in the presale. That means about 7,000 because it's 70,000 seats in the link. Them seats were going like fucking hotcakes. It really was no real time to deliberate about tickets. If you feel the tickets you want, either you get in them or you're not. Because the first thing they were showing us was the nosebleeds. And no shade to nobody that's going to sit up there. You know, a, con- a ticket is a ticket. If you there, you there. You, it's a good show. But for me, I know where I want to sit. <laughs> I ain't want to be up there. I wasn't going to hit the floor, but I wasn't trying to be up there. Because I feel like if you're not going to be in Club Renaissance, I don't really see the point of buying a four-seat ticket. That's just me. You know, y'all, it's each on. You feel me? But those tickets go by fast. And you have to move fucking fast where it all three of us were like, my friend was on the phone, me and my sister were together. And it's like, all right, this is how much the tickets cost. Before we press it, you cool? You cool? Boom. That's how much the tickets cost. And we got them. So it's like once you were in there to pick your seats, it wasn't bad. But the shit was just happening so fast. Like tickets were going so fucking fast that I'm just glad that I didn't have to do the general sale because I don't know. Like I would be, if I had to do head to do the general sale, I would be stressed the fuck out. Because to find to know that like I didn't get a pre-sale call as like a Beyonce stand for real, lets me know that this shit was a total lottery. Like this shit was a total fucking lottery. Like it seemed like everybody that was like a real Beyonce stand got wait waitlisted like a motherfucker. <laughs> Like, a bunch of influencers I know and follow and stuff got waitlisted, too. And I'm like, hold the fuck up. Now it's a conspiracy to me. But I'm excited to get these tickets. And to be honest, like I said last week, Beyonce tickets are no shit to play around with. Either you're going or you're not. Either you speak up and say, hey, are you going to the concert? would you like to go together or who are you all going with? You really can't assume. Me and my sister were sitting there like um, like we were talking about the concert and I was like, are we getting our tickets together? And she was like, yeah, yeah, we can. Like, yeah, if you want to, we can. Mind you, we go to the Beyonce concerts together all the time, but still it was like, all right, well, let me ask, because I don't know if she maybe went a Club Renaissance ticket and, you know, those are standing room only. So I don't know what she want to do. I'm an ex. Same with my friend. We both were talking about the concert. And it was just like, wait, are we going together? All right, cool. After that, you only can get four tickets. Y'all, ha- you have to really sit and find out who you're going with and have a game plan. Because if my sister didn't have a fucking pre code, we would have been asked the fuck out trying to buy tickets on Friday. And to anybody that didn't buy tickets at this point, this is what I would say. If you don't, if you're not able to get it for the general sale, wait until closer to the show to try to get resale tickets. Some people are reselling them and and it's not bad. Like I would look to see like the resale tickets to see if they're worth it for you. Um, but if people are like having astronomical prices, like I said before, just wait until resale. Wait till it's close to the concert date and get your ticket because they'll more than likely go over. And I've known people that have done that in the past, so I wouldn't stress about it. But Beyonce ain't nobody to fuck around with. You got to get your people and figure it out real quick. That is no shit to fuck around and play around with. So, and it's I'm excited because I feel like I'm gonna have a really good ass time. Um, a couple of my family members got tickets to, they got like, some people I know got like single tickets, like just bought a ticket for themselves. And I'm like, period, it's you fucking shit because nobody's waiting around to do shit. And I loved it. Like nobody is no longer waiting around to do shit anymore because they don't have anybody to go with. Like, I just loved it. Like, I love it. Because if you know me, I'm going to go somewhere by myself. I'm going to go have dinner by myself. I was willing to go to this concert by myself. I might go to another tour by myself. Like, I'm just in a point where I just really want to enjoy life. Like, I don't want to fuck around and wait for nobody. And I don't want to say, like, the reason I didn't do something is because I had nobody to go with me. Like, when I'm old as shit and I'm like, damn, I could have did that. But I was scared because nobody wanted to go with me. Like, I no, that's never going to be the excuse that's never going to be the excuse no more so yeah so let's talk about it so is sierra not independent is my question because sierra shared a clip of a singer sierra shared a clip a clip of a song that she's been working on um and it basically was like saying like be an independent woman like He's he's cool, but he he's not needed. Like you don't need a man. Like you're able to do for like you're a boss bitch. You can take care of yourself. You know you don't need a nigga. So basically, people got mad at Sierra. Like, but you're married, and you're not even independent because you're married. And da 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 da. How do you put this out there? Like you're married to a fucking millionaire. And da 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 da. Is Sierra not a millionaire? Was Sierra not a millionaire before she met? Russell Wilson if she's not with Russell Wilson could she not possibly take care of herself I think y'all think that if you're married you're not independent and that's the issue right there y'all have y'all grandpa peppy's mind state I don't know married women in my life right now that don't get up and go to work every day I don't know a married woman right now that wouldn't be able to pay a bill if they meant it wasn't there. But be fucking for real. This is not the fucking stone ages. You can be married and be independent. What she's saying is be so have your shit so well together, so tight together that whatever that God do for you is extra. You don't need him to move around, you don't need him to provide for you. Whether he provide for you, that's great, but you, as a boss and as a woman, should always have their own. One thing my grandma told me um a couple of years ago we were talking, and she was just like, "I just love the fact that you are able to like get up and do what you want to do, like you take good care of yourself, you know you work hard, I'm just so proud of all my granddaughters like they just y'all are just so like well put together, and y'all are so independent and that's all I ever wanted is that so that y'all can, like, live y'all lives, right? And my grandmom has been married my entire, I mean, my mom's entire life. My grandma, my grandparent's been married for, like, 50-something years. And my grandfather is a pretty great provider. But my grandma always worked. And she always told me, as a woman, you're supposed to keep some stuff to yourself. <laughs> Meaning, I'm not about to tell a man how much I make, you know? And while I will add to the household, I'm going to always keep a little savings on the side for myself. And I think that goes over y'all head a little bit and y'all just be ready to get on the internet and start like uh, doing a, camp- a smear campaign and flipping the fuck out about shit. And it's just like, relax. She's not telling y'all not to find me man. she's trying to say you don't need one. And that's literally any self-help book would tell you that you don't need anyone, but having someone is great. Like you are able to, as an adult, man, female, in between, you know, whatever, marry, not marry, like whatever. As an adult, when you become, I, I say about 25, and you have like your first job, you're able to take care of yourself by the time you figure shit out. As an adult, you should be able to cook. You know, you should be able to provide for yourself. You should be able, whatever expenses that you obtain, you should be able to handle that shit on your own. Like me, I'm gonna get my hair done. Don't care. I'm gonna get it done. I'm gonna figure it out. Um, my me getting my hair done is not contingent upon a man paying for it. My rent gonna be get paid every month on time. It's not contingent of whether or not a man can give me money. You know? Like, if I was to be married and my man pays the mortgage, i am end it, I work. So if he got laid off, the pandemic showed that that can easily happen, get harmed you know, identity stuff, can't find his debit card. We're not about to be put out on the street because I can pay the mortgage as well. And I think that y'all don't think that you can be independent within a relationship. Y'all are so codependent that it blindsides you about what it is and what it isn't in real life. Like in real life, y'all bitches get the fuck up and go to work. If and y'all be living with a dude, so are you still dependent? Like, let me if y'all going to work and not being and not into you know the household and that's just all your money and you don't spend it and um, but you're you're still dependent. Like, let me know if you're unable to like hold stuff on, hold stuff down. Let me know because I want to know how to get that lifestyle because from my recollection, ever since I was doing The Matrix with Sierra, she was a fucking millionaire. Well established before meeting Russell Wilson. Because of the fact that she's well established, she met a man like Russell Wilson because whatever he had added to her lifestyle and it wasn't new to her. So she was not dependent. She didn't need Russell Wilson to walk At the Grammys, she didn't need him to go in certain doors. She does not need him to be able to tour. She's not just a football wife. They have a life together because they truly enjoy each other. And when you're not dependent on someone and you're able to really get to know them and their personality and fuck with them that way, then, you know, you might meet a Russell Wilson. You might meet somebody that's like, oh, you know, you do what you do. Um, I'ma take care, I'ma hold it down. But the moment a man feels like you need him, then sometimes you just look less attractive. Like, little let it be known. Men like women that can go out and get it and figure it out. Don't don't everybody want a little, you know, another dependent running around the house. Now, do a man want to be able to provide for his household? For sure. But having a woman that's able to add to that, if need be, is just as attractive. Like, y'all get mad as shit when people try to affirm you. Like, I couldn't believe half the shit I was reading about this. like, really cussing Sierra the fuck out because she said be independent. Just like when y'all be like, oh, y'all listen to the City Girls and they talk about this. and They talk about chicken, but these bitches got boyfriends. Yeah, they have Boyfriend, Sierra, Cardi B, um, Megan Thee Stallion, The City Girls, Nicki Minaj, Beyonce. They all have men that has just as, well, not Nicki Minaj. Let me take that bitch out. Boom. Take that bitch out. Um, everybody else, they all have men that has equal or more than what they have. That adds value to their life. They're not. Nobody but Nicki Minaj is taking care of a man. All the men that the other women I discuss Have equal. Or more value. As far as assets. And they're able to provide for them in a way. Megan Thee Stallion is dating Party. Who is a very successful songwriter. And producer. You know. JT from the City Girls is dating Little Uzi. A very popular rapper. Has a little bit more assets as far as, you know, a little bit more than her. Like she done told y'all, she's a cut bitch. Young Miami, whatever she got going on with Diddy, but he has a little bit more established than her, you know? Beyonce, married to Jay-Z, they are on the same playing field financially. They go hand in hand. Some years she's up a little bit more. Sometimes he's up a bit more together, they're billionaires is Beyoncé not independent? Is Cardi B not independent? Dating a man with equal value financially. What's not clicking? Like I don't I don't get it. The internet always just do the most and I think, you know, I feel like when Bird Brains got a hold of these smartphones, it just started to make life go a little wonkers. um But yeah, next on the agenda, Chris Brown got a lot of <laughs> a lot of hate this week, and I just wanted to. I'm not even gonna go into the detail of him and Chloe and all of that because I think it's just subjective to opinions. And the way I am when I don't fuck with an artist, I just don't listen to their music like it's just I don't fuck with it am I buying a ticket to the concert that ain't the song for me you know blah 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 as far as Chris Brown I just do I just want to know I want to hear like the thing is what Chris Brown is I think that people don't know what to do with him and I said it before where it's kind of like you know for a while everyone will forget about the whole Rihanna thing that happened with Chris Brown when they were younger. And then when the mood strikes, it's like, fuck Chris Brown. He's this, he's that. And, you know, it is what it is. And there's some people that's very um, consistent about not fucking with Chris Brown. And I I understand it wholeheartedly. But then a lot of people, I feel like, pick and choose when they want to fuck with him. You know, to me... I look at it as, you know, since the Rihanna thing, I since Chris Brown got out of jail after he gained all that crazy weight, we haven't heard anything specific about him physically harming anyone. I mean, I had my suspicions about him and Karuchi, but she's never said anything. And even the situation with Rihanna, that's just, it's still like crazy and cringy to watch. To see those pictures and everything, but I do feel like you know at some point either this Chris Brown hate train has to shit or get off the pot. It has to make sense <laughs> like it has to be to a point like I uh, like these people these sets he can't do certain shit, you know, but when he's selling out arenas across across the u s and Europe. It's hard to see that it's hard to believe that cancel culture works, you know, and I don't know if a Chloe should you know be subjected to that because when you think about it ten years ago, how old you know like seventeen he was seventeen, so that's like fourteen, fifteen years ago, How old was Chloe? We don't know. She was like, what, five, six? You know, from what she could see is that, you know, people still fuck with Chris Brown. You got to kind of keep, you know, I think most people have to be consistent. Like I said, I know people that really don't fuck with him on any day, and it's fine. But a lot of the internet, it just seems like he was just the person to fuck with this week. And y'all really don't give a shit whether or not, he got a song with Chloe, cause y'all don't be buying that girl music any fucking way. But one thing I want y'all to realize is that Chris Brown may not be the only Rihanna ex villain. That motherfucker Drake is might be the real villain of, of of Rihanna X's. It is something sinister. I'm sorry, it's something about Drake that's so sneaky to me that I maybe it's because he's in an October male. Leap male Scorpio and I don't really fuck with them it's something about Drake that's just it just don't sit right in my fucking spirit and I feel like it's too many weird instances that happen around or surrounding Drake that don't get enough attention in my opinion like we have seen certain things that's very very weird as fuck when it comes to Drake but it's like nobody really seriously questions it. And I say on February 22nd, 2023, 10 years from now, y'all going to listen to this and be like, DeAndre Ben fucking said that something, it's going to be a documentary. And I don't know exactly what he's into, but I just feel like there's some some weird shit going on with Drake. and. The pressure is on Chris Brown. And it's like, Chris Brown is an easy target. Like, we know it's something the fuck wrong with him. Like, he can't hide it. He got that crackhead jones and look. He can't hide his shit. But that fucking Drake is a sneaky bastard. And I'll never forget him at the VMAs, supposed to give Rihanna that award. And he decided to take that time to try to kiss her. And she curbed him and tried to, like, their relationship and after that they were donezo. It's something sinister about him. It's something sneaky that I really just don't fuck with. And um I think that we need to just realize that Drake might be the real villain. So Also a villain. Netflix dating shows are not for blacks. It's not for blacks. It's just not for black people. Like I... I'm a sickle like I'm sorry, I'm a sucker for a Netflix dating show. I've watched a majority of them because they're so cringy. And I love to watch it like on a Saturday when I like have cramps or something, or like I'm not really doing anything because I just like it's like a psychological analysis. Like I could just really see like these like walking sociopaths trying to find love. Therefore, it's really not for black people. But specifically black women, other women of color. Like it just does not work in your favor. So, um, Netflix has a new show called um Perfect Match, which is a TV show full of um casts from their previous Netflix TV shows. So like Too Hot to Handle. Oh my god. I never told y'all about Too Hot to Handle, but I watch it. It's really one of my trash reality shows that I watched, so y'all don't have to. And it's really just a bunch of like have decent looking people, mostly white, a sprinkle or two of black or racially ambiguous folks that wear bikinis all day and they're a bunch of horny people who have the challenge of not having sex with complete strangers for 10 days. For some reason, they are unable to have not have sex with complete strangers for 10 days. I don't even understand. <laughs> mind you they hit they usually have an award of about a hundred thousand dollars if they don't. So yeah. If that's if you're into trash TV like that, you would like it. But so it's people from Too Hot to Handle. Love is Blind. Y'all know um I like Love is Blind. I told y'all about the show before. Um there's only one successful couple couple on that show and that's Cam and Lauren season one. Everybody else doesn't cut it. I really think they're all fake. Um, the other show, Love is One. The Circle isn't a dating show. It's a social experiment show. And it's a few other shows. Like, they have been, like, The Ultimatum and Southern Tampa. So, it's two black girls that were on it. Colin and Sophie. There are two black girls from Southern Tampa. Honestly, these two girls are, like, way too good for the hood boogers that's on the show. These girls are, like, very successful real estate agents bringing well over six figures into their household every year. These are, like, girls that are, like, bad bitches and boss bitches. Like, they're gorgeous, undeniably. They are, like, the girls you want to be like. You know, like, the six-figure girlies that seem like they got their life together and give bad bitch cheese. And that, you know, they usually can have their pick of litter of men. That is until you put them in a house full of white men or half black men that are only interested in white women. This guy, biracial black guy named Chase, you can tell his mama probably white, so like whatever, literally went on a date with a white girl. And said, yeah, she's just so fucking hot. And she's got a nice ass. The shady ass producers point to this girl's flat ass. And I said, you know what? This is where I should have turned the fucking TV off. Because I just knew how this shit was about to go. And honestly, they didn't give these black girls like a fair... Like the one black girl, she was on there for like two days. And I felt like she was just being used or whatever. The first night she didn't get eliminated because nobody got eliminated. The second night she picked this guy, the guy Chase. The third night, he li- he literally eliminates her for and said like he had no connection. After telling her the night before that he feels such a strong connection to her and that he wants to see where it goes after he told this to everybody. But at the time she didn't know that he told this to everybody. But nobody else took the time to try to get to know her. Mind you, gorgeous girl, has a lot going on for herself. Nice body, you know what I mean? Somebody that I feel like if you were really trying to look for love, like you would probably want to get to know her. They pay her dust. Mind you, these other girls are just influencers, types, you know, model types. Don't really have a lot going on. Just want to hook up. This one girl, Francesca. Francesca is a mess because... This guy was like trying to get to know her. I don't even know what these guys seeing her because she's like a dunce. But she broke up with him because she said he wasn't trying to have sex with her, and the sex chemistry just wasn't there. My, they're on national TV. Let that sink in, and they're only filming the show for about ten days. And I'm like, girl, as saw after you are. Y'all need to have a show with therapy. Like the next show needs to be seeing these people in therapy. Because at this point that you're upset because someone isn't trying to sexualize you and actually get to know you and that's fearful. That is something that you need to work on mentally. And I might even be unfunny when I say this because I know people that are like that. But it's like you you got to work on what's ups, uh, upstairs. Because the fact that you're so, you're, you are offended at the fact that he's not trying to fuck, but rather get to know you is absolutely mind-boggling, especially because you're not like 21 or 22. And to say it out loud, repeatedly, is absolutely insane. Absolutely. Then, back to like how it's anti-black. Then, like the two black girls, black guys that they did have there that was trying to talk to Aunt Sophie, one is Zay from the Ultimatum, Ultimatum, and Zay is like a little boy. Zay is like in his early twenties, figuring life out. You know, still like a like one of the bros. Like Aunt Sophie was a grown ass woman. She's not about to talk to him. Then the other guy is Calvin from the Circle, and he's like. I can't even describe the words. Like, Calvin is just, Calvin wouldn't even be my type. This nigga wore a three-piece suit in 95-degree weather on a beach in Panama. So I don't, I don't know. And it's just like, y'all give no real options. And y'all know that these men are not attracted to Black women. So at this point, stop putting Black girls on these shows. Because y'all are just putting them on here to sprinkle the diversity. But y'all don't really give a fuck. Y'all don't really give a fuck. Because you would have casted people that would have gave them a fair shake to have a conversation with, you know. The way that they fetishized white women is crazy. Like, even to, like, it was, like, one biracial Black girl on there, and the guy was just so into her, so, 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 so into her, and eliminated her for a girl he never even had a conversation, for a white girl he never even had a conversation with. After spending the whole day with this girl and telling him how much, telling her how much he like likes her and all this other stuff, fucking eliminates her. And the the girl that he saved was just like, I'm surprised you saved me. Like we don't really talk, we don't have much in common. Like, I mean, if you're gonna keep me in the house, cool. But like, I'm not making no promises. She eliminated it, eliminated that is right after. I don't know why I'm keep saying my words wrong, but. I'm watching it, and I'm just like, y'all are going to bed for these women that are not interested in you. When you could have actually got to know, like, some of the other girls. Like, there was this one girl, Savannah. I think she's um Filipino. None of the men tried to get to know her. None of them. None of them really tried to, like, have a real conversation with her. Not one guy. Not one. And it was, it's just frustrating because it's like... This is really shows the dating pool. (laughs) Like, like I said earlier, the dating pool literally has pissed. And it was just like a real objective view of what it's like to date as a black woman or a woman of color and try to kind of date guys that are like, you know, a little bit more, have a little bit going on. But the fact of the matter is they don't see you. And to be a beautiful girl have their shit together, you know, in other rooms, they can walk in a room and beg a bunch of dudes. But when there is a slew of white women in the room, these guys on this show are just not interested. Just not in And it's so weird. Like, I mean, she's cool, but there's nothing there. Person Like, the guy was like, oh, I just, I couldn't stand her kiss. Like, I just, I just boosted it up because I knew it was her and I wanted us to win. Like, what kind of weird-ass shit is that? Like, it's so fucking weird. I was just so frustrated watching it. Watch at your own risk and let me know what you think. But I just don't feel like these Netflix dating shows are for Black women. I feel like the only Black woman has it has been successful for is Lauren from uh, Love is Blind. And I think that's why women, Black women continue to audition for this show. For the opportunity to find a great love like that. Child, they didn't piss me off. I'm super thirsty. I had to drink my water because they done made my mouth dry because they pissed me off so bad. But yeah, I think the only person is Lauren that has found some type of, you know, great love affair throughout this. And it's because her husband wasn't a fucking weirdo. Like, he was literally somebody that's like, I want to get to know you. I want to know who you are. I'm attracted to, you know, all women. Like, you're beautiful. Like, beauty, You, if you really into women for real, you see beauty. Like, you're going to see the beauty. You're going to see the shit. Like, I don't know. That show pissed me off so bad watching it. Because y'all kept doing, the, the these guys kept doing the weirdest shit. The weirdest fucking shit. And it was just, it just, it's frustrating to like, like the one, this one girl colony from Southern Tampa, another gorgeous dark skinned black woman, bad as shit, got her shit together, real estate agent that's like really bringing in bank, not, not, you know, not on no bullshit, but she's really providing her own bread. They she walked in the house and saw who was there and was like <laughs> she said, Uh, let me just drink, cause there ain't nobody in here for me. And I loved it. Because it's just like, you know what? I see what the fuck is going on in here. And these niggas ain't my type and I ain't they type. So I'ma just enjoy these drinks and go on home tonight because this ain't it. <laughs> like, this is not it. And I respected it because I'm not even about to play myself today. Like, I'm not even about to play myself and make y'all sit here and try to fuck with me. And I was, like, looking at the two guys, and I was like, you can tell they mama white. Like, you always can tell, like, just how he moves. Like, to sit there and look at this flat-ass white girl and be like, oh, my gosh, did you see her ass, bro? She has a nice ass. And it's just like, what? Now, one thing white women got is some nice boobs. I can give you that. But to be like, yeah, bro, like as a black man to say that is, is, and there's a black, literally black girls there with ass, it's like, it's so frustrating. It's just so frustrating. And I'm just like, you know what? That's why I'm not ready to get on a date in Ips again, because I tried that shit early last year and I deleted it probably within the same two weeks. I screenshotted some stuff that I seen in here, and I I think next week I'm gonna just let y'all like y'all let me know if y'all want to hear some of the shit that I discovered during during my dating app era because I don't think I'm ever doing that again. I just I feel like those that have find benefits from it great. I feel like it's a needle in a fucking haystack, but for me, <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know. I wouldn't even know, like. I think it's like really in Philly trying to meet people. I don't. I haven't even like. I'm not looking for like relationships on there. But I haven't even found anybody like I want to converse with outside the app. Like I don't even want to hang out with you. I don't even want to have a conversation. I don't even want you to follow me on socials. I don't want you to text me. I don't even like. It's just it's trash. And it just watching this dating show. I'm like, yeah. That's literally the dating pool right now. It's just literal trash. But yeah, so my share of the glow this week is my friends over at Black Girl Branch. So this is a um, new segment. It's not going to be every week, but whenever I have it or I think about it, I'm going to shed light of people who share their platforms with others. And my friends over at Black Girl Branch. Um, when I first started the podcast, I talked to Iman about it. She immediately connected me with Eric, told me about, like, different stuff that she discovered, encouraged, you know, us full, full force, had us on the show. Um, a lot of our listeners also listen to Black Girl Brunch. Um, Sabria, when we met, we just instantly clicked. This year, I um, like, last month, I went to brunch with them. And they just gave me so so much words of encouragement about like continuing the podcast, and just we just had like a real good vibe, like a real good you know they have just good energy, and I noticed like they always share their platform with people and always shouting people out or like giving really great advice. Like Iman has helped me a lot with like finding jobs or giving me like good ideas. Or even like just putting me on to like different conferences that might be going on based on some of the conversations that me or I have had. So um, I just wanna shout out to them. And all about sharing a glow is like just sharing your platform with other people. Like not wanting anything from it, but just being a good person and sharing the love and sharing, you know, your connections. And I'm somebody like I'm always the person that people hit up like Oh, do you have someone um, that knows, you know, somebody that does this, this, and I'm going to put you on, you know, I'm going to put you on every single time. I'm going to tell you about this person. I got a friend that breaks hair. I got a friend that got a business. I got a friend that take pictures. I got a friend that sings. Like, I know a bunch of people. Like, I'm going to share my love. I'm going to share my platform with anybody um, that's just how I am. So I love that when I meet people that are the same way. So shout out to them. Um, so this up topic this week comes from one of our listeners, a Brit. Um, and it's how do you make friends as an adult? And what I'll say is this, making, you had, you had to have certain friends for certain categories and put them in certain compartments. Like I have friends. I have a pretty good group of friends. Not all my friends are friends. Um, there are people that are like it's a friend, like, but we only do one thing together, like <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I have a friend in another state. We only talk about books and maybe some reality t v shows that's That's a friend. You know what I mean? That doesn't mean this friend is like somebody that knows all my business or we hang out, or we link up. Like, no, we share a common interest. We like to talk about them. We text here and there, and it is what it is. Um, I think the issue is when you meet a friend and you kind of try to just put them in part of your life without them showing and proving. You know, like if you meet a work friend or a friend, like if you're going back to school and you meet a new friend, like you don't want to like, try to hurry up and place them in the best friend category. Like, whatever it is at work that y'all find interesting, that just might be your friend for that. Like, when me and Natasha first met, for, like, the first couple of years, I don't think we, like, shared, like, I think, like, for the first two years, I don't even think we, like, followed each other on socials. I think the first year that we were cool, it was just literally, I see the girl at work, we did not, like, exchange numbers or anything like that, like, we and her, would just talk at work, and that would be about it, and we talk about, like, shit that's going on in pop culture, like, literally knew nothing about each other's lives for real, (laughs) like, just, that's just what we talked about, and then gradually we became closer, you know what I mean, um, there are friends that I might like to go talk about podcasting with, or people I might be cool with from different jobs that I have, but like they're they're cool, like we text, but like they don't come around and chill at my apartment. You know what I mean? We ain't going to the Beyonce concert together. And then um I just think finding hobbies, like I probably would have like friends that I work out with. Like, oh yeah, we go to we do this class together. I just think compartmentalizing friends, but not trying to make every person, every new person in your life a friend. You know, like it's nothing against like I'm not against making new friends, but I'm very I'm very um, careful about where I put them in my life. And also, I think the number one thing is trying to mix all of your friends together. Now, all my friends can coexist together. You know, no problem. Like I have birthday events and shit, excuse me, shit like that. Or if it's like something we all do, I might invite another friend to come. But I'm not really into mixing all my friends or having all my friends become friends. Because she get messy. She gets weird. Because I know, like, you know, these two people can get along for a couple of hours, but I know you all personality for real. And I knew like y'all wouldn't really fuck with each other for real, for real. <laughs> like, y'all y'all really not each other's type of bitch. So it's like, uh, y'all kinda don't need to be friends because Y'all probably more than likely spending too much time together with bump heads, you know? Um, Even in the sense of, like, I just watched this, read this, like, thing on the neighborhood talk where this girl had a new friend and she, like, brought her around, her dude or whatever, and she met her, this girl. So let's say, like, this girl named Ashley and this girl named Monica are cool. And um, Ashley went over to Monica's house and met her, Ashley, met Monica's baby dad, John. John and Monica break up and months later, Ashley and John are dating. And the girl's like, well, we weren't friends. We were cool. And that's exactly why you don't need to be too, too fucking friendly. There's no reason why a new friend at your big grown age needs to be coming to your house and meeting your baby dad. Now, if you and this bitch was supposed to just like, y'all like going to happy hours together, that just need to be your friend you do happy hours with. If you meet a friend and you want to go to hot yoga, and this is a coworker that's like, oh, I'm into hot yoga, that needs to be a hot yoga friend. Maybe y'all go get a smoothie afterward, but she doesn't always have to come to your house. If you meet a girl at your, uh, meet a friend at your baby daycare and y'all kids like each other, that's just a play date friend. You invite her to kid-friendly shit. She don't need to come to your girl's night with all your homegirls and get the tea. Uh Uh-uh. Just having boundaries and knowing where to place people is honestly your best bet. Like, I'm very particular about that. I don't really do the whole friend-mixing thing too much. Some people don't mind, but even, like, me, when it comes to, like, meeting my friend's friends, there's always a boundary, and it's always understood, like, you know, such and such is my friend and such and such is your friend. You know? Like, we cool, but, like, I don't do the whole mixing thing too, too well because, you know, I'm a Scorpio. My loyalty is my loyalty. But I also just don't like mixing my friends too much. Like, uh-uh. And I don't like trying to put a new friend. Like, did you... Uh-oh. Do you guys watch Firefly Lane on Netflix? So... On the new season of Firefly Lane, I would say watch it. It's a really good show about like these two girls who have been friends for about thirty years. I think like if you have long term friendships, this is a good show to watch about like why you need to communicate within your friendships, because communicate like why you need to treat your friendships as if it's a relationship and communicate that way. That's a really good show to watch. But the one girl meets this lady in her uh, college class or whatever. And she, like, automatically tries to put her in the best friend category. And she's, like, overstepping boundaries, calling this girl at all times in the night, trying to confide in her, doing really super weird shit that she only did with her best friend. That's just like, girl, I don't know you like that. Like, why are you, you know, coming to me like we're besties? Like, we're not best friends, you know? Um. So I think, like, just keeping your new friend in the new friend category. And I feel like also not really venting to like your new friend. I think finding a therapist if you feel like you need somebody that's, I'm biased to vent to. Like I feel like therapy is for that. Um, I really wouldn't confide in a new friend. Like you know, like like I don't know. Like the one, like one girl at one of my jobs is she's cool. We 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 text here and here. She cool, but. We might like, we might link up one day and go get a drink, but that's not like my road dog, my friend, like, no. So just finding like a compartment to place all your friends when making new friends is great. I think being open to having new friends, but also knowing that you don't need to have a heart to heart with every friend that you have, you know? Like, you might really just need to find people that have com- shared common interests with. So, that's my advice. Like, I, I, I'm i cool with me. Like, I, and I know my friends are like, bitch, you stay with friends. I do have a lot of friends, but I don't have a lot of new friends. Like, all my friends I have been friends with for at least five to six years at this point. And it took a minute before I called them a friend. They were like, oh, this girl I'm cool with. Right. <laughs> like, oh yeah, this girl I go to um Pilates with or my co-worker or you know this girl that me and her read the same a lot of the same books so we talk about books. Like it I'm very leery about the friend word, like that's earned. But even then when I say like you're a friend, you might not be that kind of friend. You might not be like my friend friend that like knows that I'm depre- depressed on Tuesdays like you don't know that like you know um or somebody that I met through podcasting where it's like you know we give advice to each other on content but like we ain't friends for real so I just think compartmentalizing your friendships would be perfect way to make new friends and being open to trying new things and you know putting yourself out there like if you meet somebody that's cool put yourself out there and be like hey girl you know I see that you like bingo. You want to go to, I see that it's a bingo, you know, down the street from my house. You want to meet there and go Saturday? Or, you know, I see that you're into fitness. Like, I'm into that. Um, where do you take classes at? Oh, okay. Um, You mind if I go to a class with you? Or, you know, you we both like Marvel. My other friends doesn't like Marvel movies. Let me know if you want to go see the next Marvel movie together, you know, shit like that. Like just put yourself out there, but also being very, you know, for sure about what it is that you want, you know, don't put, don't put your, all your eggs in a basket. I always say, keep your guard up and then until they, they show you that it's worth bringing down, then keep that guard up. But, um, Mm. I hope that helps. So that is our show for this week. So I really want to bring back the Let It Go, sis, uh, segment where we give it, where I give advice or you guys write in some story times you want to share, um, with the rest of the class. (laughs) So you can, um, email me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com. I want to hear some stories. My friends, that always want to ask me for advice. I need y'all to write in anonymously and write these things and if something quirky happened throughout the week I want to hear about it so write at justletitglowpod at gmail.com also if you are interested in working together or being a guest on the podcast also email me at justletitglowpod at gmail.com we are streaming on Apple, Spotify, Google and CM Cloud so you can find us at justletitglow on all those streaming platforms. Also, my Instagram is JSTLetItGlow and Twitter is JustLetItGlow. Um, My personal Instagram is DeandrePierre. So again, I hope you guys are finding the glow and glowing up. As usual, thank you for tuning in and I'll see you guys next week.